Welcome to the Anchored Daily. This is Sarah Landon, and we are reading through the book of Daniel together. Today, we're going to go way back. I'm not talking way back to Daniel's time. I'm talking way back to the 1980s. That's right, the age of big hair, shoulder pads, and the Walkman. I'll admit, I wasn't very big in the 80s, but I did enjoy myself a little Sesame Street. Anybody with me? Do you remember the song that went, One of these things is not like the other? It would show a group of four items where one was a bit different. I'm not sure I actually learned anything from it, but the song is forever seared in my mind. As I read Daniel this week, I couldn't help being impressed at how effective Daniel was in setting himself apart as not like the others among Darius's court. Today we are in Daniel 6, 11 through 28, and Daniel has been helping out the various rulers in Babylon for about 60 years now. Darius is the current king. It's interesting because historically Darius is known as an excellent administrator and manager of his territories, and I can't help but wonder if Daniel had a hand in that. Whatever the case, it seems that Daniel had favor with Darius, but not so much with his other advisors. These satraps and high officials, as you read yesterday with Rachel, were jealous of his favor with the king and tried unsuccessfully to find fault with him. In our scripture today, we find that the officials are able to trap him as he is faithfully praying before his God, an act Daniel is unwilling to forego regardless of the circumstances. Daniel takes seriously the command in Deuteronomy 6, 5 to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. It is something that clearly sets him apart from the other officials. The king realizes he's been trapped and tries his best to avoid the punishment of Daniel being cast into the lion's den. However, there is just no loophole, so he goes forward with the deed. Just before the den's entrance is sealed with a large stone, the distinguished king shouts in verse 16, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. The king recognized not only that Daniel was different, but why he was different. He recognized the importance of God in Daniel's life and Daniel's devotion to him. He even recognized that Daniel's God could possibly help him out in this situation. It's not exactly a prayer, but it's pretty close. In the morning, a sleepless Darius rushes to find Daniel's condition and again makes reference to Daniel's God in verse 20. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? These are words of praise for the living God from a pagan king. And did you notice the phrase Darius uses again, your God, whom you serve continually? I'm sensing a pattern. This is before Darius even knows the outcome. But we all know, don't we? Daniel is delivered by an angel who pacifies the lions and shuts their mouths, supernaturally delivering Daniel from his would-be destruction. As Daniel is announcing his deliverance, he mentions in verse 22 that he was not harmed because Daniel was found blameless before God and King. 
Then in verse 23, we're told that he was protected because he had trusted in God. It is clear who gets the credit for Daniel's favor and salvation. As if it couldn't get much better, we get to my favorite part in the whole chapter, verses 25 through 27, where King Darius writes to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. This pagan king sees Daniel's devotion, and it is a witness to him that is now shouted as praise from the rooftops, bringing glory to our God. Daniel's holiness preaches to those around him. So church, what sets you apart? If someone were to look at your life, your habits, your faithfulness, would they see God's holiness at work? Would they know where your power comes from? Would they see you trusting the living God? In Hebrews 12, 14, the author implores us to strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. May we, like Daniel, live out the holiness God has for us, that the watching world may see and glorify him. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.